Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Prog Report podcast interview. This is Roy. One of the great albums that has come out this year is the new one from Downs Braid Association, also known as DBA. The album is called Halcyon Hymns. Uh, we have a great review up and on the website if you want to check it out. But I'm really pleased to welcome back to the show singer-songwriter from the group, Chris Braid. Good to have you back on the show, man. How are you? Have you been? I've been good. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be back. How are you? Have you been during this crazy time? <sighs> yeah, it's been interesting. We've. Uh, what's funny is we were kind of doing Zoom interviews uh, and things like this for a long time anyway. <laughs> so that part hasn't yeah. changed. Uh, it's only gotten gotten more frequent. But um, yeah, you know, it's been... It's well, Jeff been... and I were making albums like this many years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, uh, but you know what? It's crazy. The good thing is, which is why we're talking actually, um, is that there's been so many great albums coming out in this past year. Yeah. And uh, one of them is, uh, you know, your latest, the Downsbraid Association, Halcyon Hymns, um, which is honestly, I think it's, I think it's my favorite album by you guys and one of the best albums so far this year. And I feel like I've seen that in reviews floating around that it's getting a lot of high praise. Is that something you're noticing as well or, or what you're hearing from people? No, absolutely. I mean, I've said that to Jeff and Martin, who manages DBA. It's like, you know, it really feels slightly different this time. There's always yeah. been a lot of support there, right back to uh, pictures of you. You know, there, there was always support and, and people kind of, you know, I suppose were interested in the this strange collaboration between, you know, the two of us. But I think this time is a distinct, you know, difference. It's like stepped up a gear and I can see that. What do you think? Great. What do you think is the change? I mean, musically, I felt like um, the last few albums had a bit more of an electronic pop, uh, more straightforward pop vibe to them. Yeah, uh, which I love just as just as much um, because the choruses and the hooks were always there. But I felt like with this one, it felt more um, more acoustic guitars and you know, that kind of sound to it. Is there anything more to it than that? Yeah, I suppose what happened was we did some live shows around the time of uh, Skyscraper Souls. I mean, it, it, it had changed, you know, when we did Skyscraper Souls, because anyway, we got Ash Sohn involved on drums and, and we had Dave Calcahoon on guitar and Andy Hodge on bass. And I think that happened because I was involved with a project with Ash Sohn and Lee Pomeroy from It Bites and amongst other people and Rick Waitman and called This Oceanic Feeling. It was kind of like a three piece. We were trying to do Ghost in the Machine part two, you know, or right. whatever. And it was a really fun project. And that really turned into Skyscraper Souls because it was so great to work with those two. Such a great rhythm section, Ash Sohn and Lee Pomeroy. I mean, they're so tight. Yeah, They made my songs come to life you know and suddenly it was like oh it's great to get back to real you know real players and it was fun to do those first two things with jeff and just be in the studio and noodling around with electronic bits and pieces and drum machines mm. but you kind of tire of that after a little bit they don't really speak back to you right in the same way and so this oceanic feeling i think turned into dba mark ii if you like mm. and then when we performed it live suddenly it stepped up a gear again it was you know, hearing the songs coming back at us with 
great guitarist Dave Coffin was. And, and then, you know, it's a sort of natural progression, really. We, that then turned into Halcyon Hymns. It's almost like DBA Mark III, I suppose. It's, it's just right. evolved. And I quite like that. I think that's what a band should do. I've, I've said this a couple of times now, and Andy Partridge will be thinking, he'll be getting tired of me mentioning XTC, but that's that that was, for me, one of my favourite bands growing up were XTC, and they got better with every album. You know, I started right back, you know, Black Sea, I bought that. And I went right through to, you know, Wasp Star, and every album just got better. And yeah, I, I think it's cool. That, that it, is the case. It gives the mark of, of like, DBA is is a real band now. You're you've exceeded probably what you thought with a fourth album even, and and now the sound is evolving and it's and it's expanding and it's it's like an actual real band now that is out there doing things. Yeah. Which is, I mean, when you started with Jeff, um, yeah, what was I mean? Was the plan just one album just for fun and <clears throat> see what happens? I mean, did you envision ten years later you're you're putting out a fourth? No. Yeah, not a, how can you project 10 years into the future? I mean, it seems to have gone by in a flash. Yeah, but no, it was really uh, we've met, you know, we got on well, and then we it was, it was like, let's see what it's like if we write together. Was was this an album made uh, with the COVID kind of thing in mind? Well, we have some time, let's, let's do something. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really with COVID in mind, it just happened. We'd done the live show, um in February, uh, two live shows. And I'd done a show at the Royal Festival Hall with some of DBA, uh, Andy Hodge, Ash Stone played that show. So there were a few happenings in February, 2020, and it was great. It was really great fun. And then I flew back to LA and then it all happened or the lockdown happened. So I suddenly found, you know, I'd got quite a bit of time on my hands with an empty right. studio and canceled sessions and like everybody else. And Jeff had sent me some ideas in a folder, which he does from time to time. And I would put them to one side and think, well, I'll deal with that when I've got time. And it just, it was like, well, this is the time. Right. And I suppose, you know, the songs really, you know, they, they sound the way they do, I suppose, maybe because of the circumstances, you know, the, the way everybody was feeling. Sometimes you either write about the time or, well, what I think is interesting, at least for me, for the record, is that it's it sounds very optimistic. It's yeah. it's a very positive, uh, make you feel good kind of record. Which is even writing it in the time of COVID and lockdown and stuff, which is sort of a real depressing, dark, dark period. Everybody locked in their house and all of that. Yeah. I actually found listening yeah. to this was really uplifting. And I thought that was a great thing to have because not a lot of albums were, were doing that. Well, that's great, you know, and it was, I suppose, maybe as the writer or, you know, half the half of the, the writing team, I was trying to make myself feel better maybe, but, you know, perhaps you just project what you want life to be like when you're, when you're working on something like that. I think that's kind of how it was. It's an unconscious thing, though. It wasn't so like, I'm going to write, a, you know, 10 optimistic songs and make right. everyone feel good. It just kind of happened that way. It's like a juxtaposition to what was actually going on in the world. In terms of uh, instrumentation, um, I mean, were a lot of the songs written 
on acoustic guitar and and I guess where did where did most of the ideas stem from? How do you guys work? Is it is it each of you just has demo ideas going back and forth and and it goes from there or what's the process? The process um usually and certainly for this was I started from little germs of ideas that Jeff sent. So there might be only four chord progression with a little riff over the top. So Jeff sent me, for instance, he sent me the four chords at the beginning of um, Your Heart Will Find the Way and that little riff. And I thought, I love that. That's great. You know, that was the first song I started on. And then I added the chords in the chorus. And then I wrote the melody over the top and suddenly it sort of starts to grow. And once you've got one, then you, okay, we're off, you know? And so they start like that really from keyboard, little keyboard sort of logic files, you know? And I'll just, I'll work on them and add to them and then add my, I've got a grand piano in the studio, or I did have, I've just moved back from the States to, back to the UK. So um, I would sit at the grand piano and just add my chord progressions to his chord progressions. It kind of works in a keyboard a world, if you like. Yeah. No acoustic guitars were touched for the, for the writing of the songs. Oh, really? Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Because they're very prevalent in, uh, among the record uh, in, in intro parts and things like that. When they, it works really well and they sound great, produce really well. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they added an, a, a, a definitely a, a layer of warmth, if you like. Yeah. And there's a lot of acoustic piano on as well as a grand uh, Yamaha C7. So the Yamaha C7 and the acoustic guitars really give that kind of warmth and weight. And that's, I think, what's different. Maybe we tried that on Skyscraper Souls, but we've taken it one step further, I think, with the moving away from the digital world into the back into the analog. Yeah. And it's uh, and it just goes to show, actually, that, you know, an analog instrument recorded beautifully with a great mic is still classic. It still still works. Yeah, no, it does. And it probably is what but provides the warmth uh, to the overall album. What about the, the narration? So was that something you guys thought about adding on later that kind of ties the whole album together? Or at what point was that thought about? Right at the beginning, actually, because um, Barney, who's a good friend of, of ours, a good friend of mine, he's a playwright and a, and a great writer, a great poet, writes books and... Um, he did some narration on Skyscraper Souls and it was great, but we only used him a little bit because it was the first time we'd done it. And he came to the live shows and, and sort of sit on this, on the um, edge of the stage and with his kind of cloak on and it, you know, he's very dramatic and his old microphone. And, and so this time it was like, well, we've got to have him right from the beginning. We've got to use him more because he's so great. So uh, the bit at the end of Remembrance, which is like the big monologue that ends yeah. the album, you know, it was absolutely, that was his kind of shining sort of spotlight, if you like. We had to use him more than we had done on the previous album. Did he write that himself, that, that part that, he, that he's speaking? Oh, yeah, he wrote that, yeah, absolutely. I gave him pointers, I gave him ideas. I would say the album sounds like summertime or late autumn, it's yellow. And I gave him words like remembrance and Hymn to Darkness, those kind of things, and titles. It's such an intense monologue. The first time you're hearing it, it's like, 
man, this is going on. <laughs> He's really going for yeah. it here. It's really like some, you don't, I haven't heard yeah. anything like that in, in a long time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I've lost you. No, that's Here great, you man. Um, and uh, yeah, what's the, the the fourth track is is one I really like a lot. Um, Holding the Heavens, is that, that the title? Is that the right title? Talk about that song yeah. a little bit. That, I, I think that's just an amazing track. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Um, it started to sound like, I mean, it was written, what do you want to know, like lyrically or? Yeah, just, just had the, the process the about, whole... about that song. Like how did, how'd that one come together? Uh, a little, a little Wurlitzer sort of chord progression and the, and that little riff. Yeah. That's such a great, that's such a great sound on that. Really sweet. Yeah. Right. It's really lovely. And so I built on that, on top of that, and then. I went into the vocal booth and started singing the sort of rough melodies. And I thought it reminded me of Genesis and it was just a natural thing. It just started coming out like that, you know? And so I just went with that kind of feeling. And then suddenly the lyric dictated, I don't know, I suppose it's a song about, um, I never want to say what things are about in case I spoil it for people because right, right, right. the listener has, you know, their own ideas of what they're about. But for me, it's quite a personal sort of, I suppose it's like a, I mean, again, I don't want to say too much, but I suppose it's like if you think about your children growing up and you're kind of saying to them, you know, you're handing the, the sort of the baton over to them and saying, right, it's you, it's your go now. And life, life, life is going to throw you some, a bit of adversity along the way and, you know, just be strong it's going to happen it's not all going to be plain sailing and it's kind of like sending someone that you love on their way and saying you know you can deal with it holding the heavens is a kind of metaphor for life and all its you know wonderful yeah. riches no that's a great tune and it I mean, just it, was emotional you know for yeah me. and what i like about a song like that is that it's it's very rooted in in a kind of a pop vibe but it's it's it is like a seven minute i think track or something there's a whole expanded ending with great instrumentation so you're getting that really nice mix of like the progressive you know kind of thinking with great melodies it's a really good marriage i think it works really well there fantastic thank you yeah i mean i've always loved that you know it's pop music with widescreen you know right sort of a sort of widescreen view like yeah. Uh, talk about a little bit about the guests you have. I mean, you have uh, David Longden is back. He's worked with you guys before and Mark Allman um, and just getting some of those guys and, and, and some of the others to, to show up on this one. Yeah, David's back because he did the three, three or four shows with, with us and he's just, you know, a real supporter and, and um, he's a good vibe. You know, he's good to have he always gets up and does um, Tomorrow, which is the song from Skyscraper that he sang on. So it just felt, you know, we should, it wasn't trying to recreate the last album or, you know, copy it in any way. It was just, we'd had such a good time with the sort of gang, if you like, yeah. that it was, um, it would be a shame not to use those guys again. And Mark and I work quite a lot together, you know, so uh, yeah, it was good to have him back. And I think um, actually Warm Summer Sun 
if I was to play uh, if I was to play one of the songs that Mark had, had, had duetted on, I would play that one. I think because it. I think again we stepped it up another gear from the last album. So it, yeah. it almost feels like yeah, I love skyscraper songs. I really do. It's very it's got a real place in my heart. But I think this has has moved it on in in lots of ways with yeah. the guests as well. So they're, I, just, they're just I, great guys, you know. I just really like working with. I agree. Um, it's a shame you guys can't do any live shows. I know you did a, a few after Skyscraper uh, here and there, but um, is there is there talks now that maybe things start to open up towards the end of this year that maybe you can do something? Or have you talked about it? Yeah, I was talking to the manager of DBA last night and there's definitely talk about it. We were going to do about half a dozen shows after February and then all this happened, you know, so that got that got kind of sidelined, of course. But um, there's absolutely talk of doing. Jeff and I really enjoyed playing live together. So, yeah, I would love to do it. And it's definitely in the pipeline. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Look, and I imagine with the success of this record, there's no reason why you guys wouldn't do another one in a few years or whatever. I mean, have you? Is there every chance that this will just keep going? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think that Halcyon Hymns would would exist right now. Right. So, you know, funny, isn't it? How life works out sometimes. And Indeed. I think when you, yeah, you, something happens as a catalyst, and you know, and that drives the the project, and and so. Uh, as unfortunate as uh, you know the, the pandemic is, I mean it did, you know, result in an album that we're really proud of, and I, there was no plan to do another album so soon, and here it is. So I don't see why not. You know, we've really loved, it. and and <clears throat> you know, we actually, you know, I think uh, in many ways we pushed it, you know, forward. Yeah, quite well. I mean, before you know it, it'll be three years from now and <laughs> I know. you know and, and you won't even yeah. remember uh that this came out uh like you know it's it's funny i mean there's there's been a lot of releases and and a lot of high profile releases you know things like stephen wilson's album came out and you know other things like that and yeah. um and then here i am I, I was just i kept going back and listening to your to your album and i was telling people you know I'm telling you, this is great. You got this is really, really good. You got to check this thing out. Uh, I'm a big fan. I've I've been a big fan of the group. I think you write some great songs. Uh, this one, I think you guys definitely stepped it up a lot, and I think it's just a really, really perfect album from beginning to end. So, uh, and I keep listening to it. So, fantastic, man. Yeah, Thank man. you. That's really that sounds great. I'm I'm so pleased. Yeah, congrats. And uh, man, I hope to talk to you soon and, and good luck with everything and stay safe and, and everything. Yeah. And good you luck. You too. All right, man. Good talking yeah, to you. You too. Later, man. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Chris for the interview. Don't forget to check out Halcyon Hymns by DBA out now. We're going to close with the track Holding the Heavens. Please check parkreport.com for upcoming news, interviews, podcasts, and more. Follow us on Facebook, at The Park Report on Twitter at Prog Report on Instagram, and you can download the podcast on all our podcast networks, and check us out on YouTube. Thanks.
with Atlantic dreams And the sand is like a carpet So where Clambered upon.